0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Find your new ride at Kia Macomb's all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why Macomb loves Kia Macomb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. But I'm corner! Gonna- you're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, out of Mississippi. Mississippi here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca.
1: Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Don't forget we got Rhino in studio, too. And you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. And we hope you know you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And I thought we'd start with some good headlines today that I found over at supertalk.fm. Man, the Supertalk Mississippi News. Team, they do a great job of bringing some good headlines when they're available from time to time uh, to supertalk.fm. And I saw where Energy Mississippi is celebrating their centennial that's turning 100 by donating $100,000 to Extra Table. I thought that was pretty cool as well as generous. If we all make it to 100, maybe we'll be so uh, lucky to be able to donate as much. And here's the cool part Energy volunteers packed 2,500 boxes of red beans, rice, and spices. That was one box for every Energy Mississippi employee. Number one, pause and think of how many folks it takes to keep all of our lights and our poles and, you know, all the things going uh, and to all the people that they serve at the Mississippi Agriculture and Forestry Museum uh, last Wednesday. And so, or maybe it was yesterday. In addition to packing meals, employees throughout Energy's uh, four-state service area are donating items to support Energy Mississippi Delta customers, which have, we all know now, devastated by uh, the March tornado. So I thought that was pretty cool. You love, again, when you talk about supporting local not that I think you have much choice in who your energy companies sort of are but the cool part is when they're rooted in their state they give back and this is one one way that they're giving back uh, pretty big an extra table covers the state of Mississippi helping to um, alleviate food insecurity so that's definitely something good if you like to travel I found a good up-and-coming I may, it may take a minute but Pearl River Resort held a groundbreaking ceremony for a $25 million, a little over the 100 k given by energy, $25 million Louisville Travel Plaza Project. We always like to hear travel and project in the same sentence here in Mississippi. So the Choctaw Resort Development Enterprise broke ground on a new 18,000-square-foot travel plaza. It's going to be located in Louisville. And so, Rhonda, if we don't know where Louisville is, where is that on state map? Where are we at? Scotty's near Poor River Resort, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, up that way, right? Okay. Well, the plaza will have 150 slot machines, a sports book lounge, 3,000 square feet of retail space, a family friendly restaurant, because no one lights a non family friendly restaurant, and fueling stations. What would
2: for, a non family friendly restaurant look like?
1: One with stemware already on the table. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and their napkins are washed and reused. That would be. Probably the the case for it. Although I think some steak places still bring your napkins to you. You actually have a napkin, so maybe maybe we'll nix that one. But if there is actual stemware on the table for them to just go ahead and assume that you're gonna partake in the wine list or the champagne list or whatever, it's probably not where you want to take your squirrely toddler to. They don't have and if they don't have high chairs in the entrance it's probably a good polite telltale sign (laughs) well johnny's not welcomed here or maybe not welcomed probably just not advised uh... advised here
2: basically if you pick up the phone to call a restaurant and you're gonna make reservations and the person on the other end sounds french and snooty you probably don't want to take the kids
1: probably not no not at all probably not not and if you have you know and you may have children that would do well in those uh situations but mine wouldn't <laughs> not the three-year-old that's for sure i would i would be i would be a nervous wreck uh the entire time um but no carl
2: on the ceasefire text line gave us pretty much exact location of lewisville it's 20 miles south of starkville on 25 okay that is- i was trying to think of how to say central mississippi without being right in the middle because it's not right in the middle but it is pretty much in the middle of the state just a little to the east
1: so Louisville, twenty miles south of Starkville, on Highway 25. I was, I had to be far far enough away from what they're doing there in Philadelphia because it's a whole other sort of compound. It sounds like, but it's going to be a whole other opportunity, jobs, travel opportunity. For, for families, I'm sure, entertainment opportunity. In addition, the 24-7 Travel Plaza will be set on 18 acres of Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians Reservation Land, the Crystal Ridge community located in the city limits of Louisville. So, hey, anytime you can see that kind of development that's coming, they think that if you build it, people will come and support it. I think that that is uh, definitely a good thing. And a cool a cool thing as well. One last headline I saw at Supertalk.fm that I thought you might be interested in. Mississippi State's new live mascot. <laughs> but in fairness, aren't all of them like alive? I know one's in a suit, but he's he's a al- she's alive, but the live one, Dak, is his well, it, new name. The
2: the mascot suit requires a person to give it life.
1: Correct. But it's kinda like a family friendly restaurant. What's a what's a non live Mascot, but I'm not sure how we would have said that. But
2: that's the mascot <laughs> the, you have on a shirt or something. That's the, the non-live mascot.
1: That's what I'm, So Dak, who is the new bulldog's name, he is going to assume his duties on Saturday. I guess I have a little affinity to the, the the bulldogs that they use. My friend growing up had one of the siblings who didn't make it, but from the offspring that became, I can't remember which. Bully or, or I guess they name them all different uh, in the secession line and so he was the or she was the sweetest little cutest little thing ever and um, so I always felt like oh I had like a semi connection to weirdly quite removed but the, to the MSU live mascot Dak. I think that's neat. I think it's neat too how like there's someone who gets to take care of Dak and there's someone who you know Dak has it pretty good.
0: All?
2: Which makes sense. I mean, Mississippi State has a great veterinary program.
1: Mm-hmm. And he gets to make his little walk, and he does all the, you know, all the things. So, I mean, if Just you... Just to show
2: off his personality.
1: If you, if, if you did have... When you did pass away, if you got to come back as a mascot or as an animal of any kind, like being the mascot for an SEC football team, assuming that it's the live one, wouldn't be a bad gig at all.
2: I don't know. It could be argued that... uh the tiger at LSU probably has a little bit of anxiety, but other than that, it'd be pretty cool.
1: Okay, you bring up a good point.
2: He, pr- I mean, he has a nice big habitat, What's but he also name? has to perform for people in front of that cage. What he are, doesn't have to, but...
1: What are all the live ones? You've got... Bully. Dak. I call it Bully. I was like, they mess... You say when you've got Dak, it feels really strange because Dak is a living, still breathing MSU connection, and so, here, Dak! That sounds terrible. Oh, I got a picture with Dak. I mean, you know, but I didn't name it. Nobody asked me. It's cute. I get it. Um, I think they just sort of stuck with bully number 13 or whatever it is on the 23. I think it's crazy. I think
2: that's his official mascot name is bully and then the Roman Cause, numerals.
1: Yes. Cause so it's two X's, which means 20. Correct. And then the two behind it, so that's 22. Correct. Because if it's in front, you subtract. Correct. Math is hard, guys. Yeah. So...
2: But you will only ever have an I in front, usually. So you usually only ever have to subtract one.
1: So it's, okay. And then.
2: So it's easier to, like if you see something on the left, you just take one away. You see something on the right, add them up.
1: What, what grade should I have learned this?
2: Uh, fifth or sixth, maybe at the latest. <laughs> hmm. I mean, it's basically counting, just counting with different symbols.
1: I, I remember the very basics. And then because X oh, is yeah.
2: ten, I mean, I don't remember V is what five, M or C. I mean, is M a thousand? Is C a hundred? Stop. I don't remember. All I know is X is, L is 10. 50?
1: V is five. The little ones are ones. I guess they're L's. I don't know. I's t- so when you say I, it's not little I. It's big I. Correct. But it's big I without without the top and bottom.
2: No, it'll have, it'll have like if you have nine, it'd be I X. They both have the top and bottom.
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what font you're using, too, in that way. That is so hard. So it's number 22.
2: All over numerals that were developed thousands of years ago, and somehow (laughs) we're still using them because they look cool.
1: Because they look cool, and I guess they work. Is it universal?
2: Kind of. I mean, numbers have been pretty much the same numbers for thousands of years after after the number zero was invented by the Arabs, pretty much had a set number of numbers
1: because you still use them like after names right like if you're John W. Smith and if you don't do junior, you'll put do I think for two and then the third
2: it's a bit pretentious to be the second now the third that makes sense because there's Cause not a junior eyes. junior, but why wouldn't you just go by a junior?
1: Maybe you maybe your mother didn't want you to be a junior. Maybe they didn't want you to get the nickname Junior. I don't know. <laughs> maybe <it> didn't blow. <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to the world though, Dak. Number 23. Bully number 23. You will take your reign coming this Saturday. I think it's a good thing. Stick with this. We got more for you coming up next.
0: Just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: things we are on your computer your mobile device you can watch on roku amazon fire tv devices even YouTube. You can also watch Good Things 2 live on CSpire TV. If you got that, we're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which is saying it's nasty outside, at least here in Central Mississippi. Just not raining cats and dogs, but just blah. And so we're looking forward to spring-like weather, hopefully coming up before the weekend. You can also catch Good Things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And a bunch of us are on the move, so coming up next, you got Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be live at Divini Equipment and Rent in Madison in their spring dealer days. So come enjoy some food from county, country, excuse me, meat packers. They're going to have giveaways. They're going to have equipment demos. So jealous. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And so much more plus instant coupons from Kubota. So that's Sports Talk Mississippi this today at Divinity Equipment from 3 to 6 and rental on Highway 51 there in Madison. And then just to let you know too, tomorrow I will be on the move. Uh, good things will be coming, live, coming to you live from the Laurel Mercantile Yard, there in Laurel. Uh, we're going to be talking about the hit TV show, Hometown. Ever heard of it? Are you been living on a rock? Uh, and Laurel uh, Mercantile and Scotsman Company. So it's going to be a good time. I hope the weather clears on out and we have uh, good, sunshiny weather for for that uh, tomorrow.
2: Might have a few clouds in the sky, but the rain should be out of here by then.
1: Good, I will totally, totally take that. And I'll take, if you've joined us on the Good Things Facebook group, we have a lot of fun there um, every day posting good headlines that we find, or starting the conversation a little bit early. And so today I got uh, the conversation started talking about chores. Now, that's just something that we all have in common. If you live in an apartment, if you live in a mansion, if you live in, you know, any any form of shelter requires chores if you live with your mama somebody's doing the chores things have to be clean trash has to be taken out clothes have to be washed and dried and put up and all the things do they have to be put up I don't know but they need to be washed and dried the rest is left up to I guess the individual on, on how that happens here's the thing though we all have some we are okay with there's some that we hate so my first question for you is which chore do you dislike the most I want to know which is the one you loathe that you push off. I know you may say all of them. That's not how it works here. I'm the queen of this parade. And so you have to pick one that's your least favorite, just for fun. And then if you have children, do your children have chores? Or if you don't, did you have chores as a child? And then the age-old question, do you do you pay them or did you get paid? for chores because we're kind of at like we're getting into that sort of age i understand the argument for both sides of it so rhino i know you don't have children what first what's your If least... only
2: i could train porch cat to speak to <laughs> the floor
1: what is your least favorite chores with you being a bachelor they're all yours you can't oh, disperse yeah. them
2: I, I do everything porch cat just lazes around and watches me do it i would say it's changed because when i had a, a washer dryer in my place I didn't really mind doing the laundry. In fact, I would I'd run a half load just to get it clean. Nowadays, that I gotta walk across the campus to the laundry room, I would put laundry up at the top of my least favorite chores list to do. But before that, it would have to be mopping because that's I just wind up making a mess.
1: Yeah, if you don't have the right moppings. I love the act after effects of mopping. I don't like necessarily doing the act of mopping. I it's a good therapy, and then after
2: I either feel like I didn't get enough cleaned or I just made a swamp. I never can find the happy medium where oh, that's nice and clean and it'll dry shortly.
1: I loathe unloading the dishwasher. Loathe it. Don't mind loading it. Glad they're clean. We use some out of it, and but usually it's forced to. Now you're gonna have to unload it because we have dirty ones piling up that has to go in it. And it just feels like such a waste of time to take clean things and put them back in the cabinet that are gonna turn around and wind up right back in the in in the sink. So I don't, I just, I loathe unloading. That's
2: why structure. I don't even do the chore of making my bed. Because I'm just gonna get right back in the bed in the same day.
1: Okay. So I know you you don't have children, none none that you've disclosed on good things
2: anyway. None that I'm aware of.
1: And <laughs> that is not an open invitation for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever put in for 23 me? Because that could be interesting. No, it's a whole other <laughs> conversation. Um, <laughs> I'm going to find you a little rhino out there somewhere. But uh, So when you were a kid, did you get paid for Did you have chores?
0: Uh,
2: I didn't have assigned chores. Like, every week I have to do this and this and this. But I did have chores from the standpoint of if at any point in time something needed done and I was not doing anything productive... Hey, go do that. Whether it be put clothes from the hamper into the washing machine, load the dishwasher, mow the yard, sweep the carport—I mean, any number of things. It was, hey,
1: you're going to take part in that. Go do that. Go do that. It's like sort of your keep up. I I, I agree with Jessica who says. All the chores are equally hated at my house. And no, I don't pay my kids to help in their own home. I feel like it's up to everyone to keep up with their own sort of space and home. And I I'm I lean towards that for sure. Like, uh, especially now that our, our daughter got the the privilege of having her own bathroom. Like, we're, we're, we're probably going to wrestle about that a lot. But like, you, it's a privilege to have it. You have to sort of keep part of responsibility. Um, but then there's that other piece of trying to figure out um, with the money part just the that you do work you get paid and then being able to save like you know whatever that may be Kristen says she will only pay if they go above and beyond what is like requested like washing the car or doing something extra I mean at the age of you know 10 to what 15 10 to 13 or so it's hard to have like a job so starting to create sort of that um understanding because then the only other thing would be like paying for grades and we can get in a whole debate about that but we're on chores today so yeah. So I don't know I mean it's a it's I feel like everyone should take part in their home I don't think it should be a big pay but I don't know I mean what
2: are, what are your thoughts I feel like if you are going to give your child an allowance it should not be as payment for chores I believe the chores should just be a part of living in the house rent free and if after that, you want to give a kid an allowance. That's a separate matter. Did you because get an allowance? Depended.
1: I don't remember. I know. So I never got. Here is your twenty-five bucks for the month. I don't. I even know what you know. And you've got to use it. The only way right now, my child gets money is grandparents, birthdays, holidays, and then you've got to manage that. And we we have worked through that. She had lost a library book that I had to purchase to replace for the school, which she paid for, which she was devastated. Not my job to keep up with your library books coming out of your bank. Um, but that's not really teach. That's not how it works. You don't just get cards and money throughout life. Like I mean, it's nice. But, I mean, that's not the way, you know, to, to instill that. You do something of value, and then you get value back. It's sort of like, where at that age of 10 do you have that to start instilling?
2: Or should you? I mean, should it even be that? Well, I feel like the there, I could see the pros and cons on, on both sides of having an allowance. But I feel like an allowance can be a teaching tool to teach people financial responsibility to a kid long before they have real access to money like getting a job or doing something like that where hey if you want this like say for example you want this new video game system Mm -hmm. we are not going to buy that for you we may get it as a gift for you at some point but it won't be anytime soon but here's an allowance if you can save from here till you have the money then you can get it yourself. And in that instance, the, the child will have more skin in the game for taking care of that video game system. Oh, absolutely. It, it's the same thing the parent would be doing if they were trying to save a little bit so they could buy it for Christmas or something. But instead, you're allowing the kid to gain responsibility helping you save it.
1: I get that. Matthew the bagpiper from Hattiesburg says my favorite 4 letter word is earn. I feel like that's a whole conversation. What was your favorite four letter word um earn or merit and I get I, and yes, that's that's sort of like with the whole you know chores above and beyond or tasks to sort of instill again when you provide value of service or whatever, then you know you you get whatever with that sort of
2: back. plus if an allowance is in play, that's an extra arrow and the, the quiver for punishment. If you get out of the line, you're not getting allowance. True story. So if it doesn't rise to a more severe punishment, then alright, fine, no allowance. You
1: didn't show up for it. day, You don't get paid. I, I like it, alright. So if someone said I am um, a little ma- a, a little different, I enjoy mopping, but I hate sweeping. Yeah, I'm not a sweeper. I don't like sweep. I vacuum now. Me and vacuuming. If my vacuum cleaner broke today, I would have no problem going and replacing it in a heartbeat and shelling out the money because it brings me so much joy to hear it all over the house in the act of sort of doing it and instant sort of gratification uh, with that. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
0: So
1: I'll go back to Good Things. No, it is not Friday here. It is actually Thursday. But since we're going to be on the move tomorrow, there and coming to you live from Laurel, I got Miss Tanya in the house now to talk about movies. And I already can tell you what the number one movie is over the yes, last week. Yes, and it was a big number one too. Yeah, he's doing. Him and Luigi are doing pretty yeah. darn well worldwide. <laughs> they and they ate a lot of pizza. I think folks are kind of are. Uh, pleasantly surprised by yeah. it. A lot of parents say, finally, a kid's movie that's just a kid's movie. And then I think a lot of adults are enjoying it too. You probably yeah. would say the same. And it's good, um, you know, it's it's well
3: animated. I still have not seen it though. So I can't give a full review, but yeah, I've heard nothing but good.
1: My daughter gets to go to a birthday party Saturday to see it. Oh, I thought how that much fun. fun for that right age um, sort of for that. So she's looking forward to, to getting to finally see it. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah, that'll be. too bad it's not today
3: and all this rain great day to go to the movie movie day absolutely so So we're not going going to see that yeah um well we've got lots of new releases coming out this weekend um really something for everybody uh the first one is ranfield and this is a story about dracula and his loyal servant and the loyal servant wants to break away from dracula but how do you do that when dracula is your boss and so he's you know trying to drum up the courage to get away from him but he's they're codependent on each other so he can't can't quite break away but it stars nicholas cage who plays dracula Dracula? yeah yeah and he looks so good um in the previews that i've seen nicholas holt plays his servant it is rated r for some gory images and i've heard Listen to a lot of interviews with the actors this week, and it sounds like it's it's funny, but it's also going to have some cringy moments, too. So if that's your thing, uh, it and it is rated R for a reason. Um, and then kind of along those same lines, we have another horror movie called The Pope's Exorcist that's out with Russell Crowe, and it follows the Vatican's leading exorcist, as he investigates the possession of a child and uncovers an, a conspiracy that the Vatican's trying to cover up. So, um, no thank you. <laughs> that is no, just not my I'm kind so, of movie. Not gonna, I'm going to let someone else review that one for me. <laughs> um, one that is getting a lot of fun attention is called Mafia Mama. This one's rated R and it's about an Italian, I mean, an American mother, just a normal, everyday mom that inherits her grandfather's mafia empire in Italy. It's so, it's a classic fish out of water kind of story. Um, So she is the new head of the mafia and it's just funny. I've seen several extended clips of this and it's just funny. I mean, just to see. To me, it's relatable, even though there's no way I would ever be the head of a mafia group. It's just or that anyone
1: would leave it to someone who didn't even know about the business. Exactly. But just I think it does a good job
3: of showing you or or showing what it's like when you do feel like
1: you're in the wrong place. There's several, I guess, uh, I guess, movie streaming or shows, TV shows that have played off this um, suburban mother image or good mom image that's got these, um, you know, side hustles that yeah, are exactly yeah. wholesome yeah um you know stealing from
3: banks
1: and, and things I can't like think that. of the and it with humor though yeah wrapped up in it but yeah, yeah it feels like it's playing into
3: that yeah that's that is kind of a trend we're seeing now that um uh, you know after me too trying to make you know more opportunities for women and showing hey they're more than just a mom. Mm-hmm. You know. They can be a mom Got. and run a mafia. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Sweetwater. This one is PG-13. And this is a story based on a, a true story. Um, Nat Clifton, known as Sweetwater, he was the first African-American to sign an NBA contract. And um, he changed the way that basketball was uh, played forever, but he started off with the Harlem Globetrotters, and so that's why his name may be familiar. Uh, it's PG thirteen, but he plays. Uh, I mean, he y- you see him as a Harlem Globetrotter and what that is like, and then his journey to actually ultimately sign that contract. So a like good, inspiring, like yeah. feel good movie. Um, and then as far as um, some streaming stuff and this one I did get a chance to see Um, Murder Mystery 2 is on Netflix right now with Adam as well Uh, Adam and Jennifer Aniston who I don't know why but they're kind of a believable couple I mean you know but the thing I love about this movie of course if you saw the first one this was just a little bit more of the same but it's fun and I mean I just think some of the little jokes are funny and but I don't know how Jennifer does it, but she manages to pull off being just a normal person. I mean, you know, she's just so gorgeous and has it all. And yet you see her falling over, you know, these rich people or whatever, thinking, you know, she's another fish out of water kind of deal. But um, and but we know in real life she's. Right up there with mm-hmm. these rich people.
1: I thought it was cute. They they are a, I don't know if believable couple in terms of, but their personalities match really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And um, in
3: real life, I think as a result of the first murder mystery movie, they have become very close friends, and vacationed together with their with her, his wife and. Um, I'm not sure if Jennifer's dating anyone right now, but they've they've become a little family. Oh, really? From what I heard. (laughs) I think, maybe, I don't know. Write us over there Googling. Google Jennifer (laughs)
1: Jennifer Jennifer's life story and tell us about it.
3: But yeah, so this one picks up about four years after the first one. And some of the characters that we met in the first one are back in a hilarious way. At this time... Um, their detective business is kind of struggling. As a result of that, their marriage is kind of struggling. And they get an invitation from um, Vikram from the first movie for his his wedding. He's about to get married. And they go thinking, hey, we're going to be around all of these rich people. Maybe we'll drum up some business. And one of the jokes was maybe one of our friends will
1: <laughs> we'll get killed while we're there. it kind of happens be careful what you wish wish for for. yeah (laughs) so i think it's cute i think it's a it's a family friendly i mean your kids probably won't necessarily love all of it but having it on it's fine in the room
3: yeah it is pg-13 but um i think that um i think they probably aren't going to be interested in it but yeah like you said there's no harm um
1: she's not pregnant man Uh, okay i don't want to (laughs) break the internet (laughs) i don't know where i read it but
2: she came out in a a interview recently talking about how she struggled to get pregnant with in vitro fertilization and it didn't work and she said that she wishes someone had told her when she was younger to freeze her eggs because now that ship has sailed
1: oh okay well sorry jennifer
3: yeah there's always adoption there is that absolutely um So, one thing that has happened recently is the Critics' Choice Association, they have another uh, ceremony that is for all of the action superhero genre. They call them the Super Awards. And guess what won Best Action Movie? What? Top Gun. Ah! So, Top Gun Maverick is a winner, and Tom Cruise got Best Actor. In an action movie, Viola Davis got Best Actress for The Woman King. I was very pumped about that. And then the Best Superhero Movie was The Batman. So some of the movies that maybe don't get attention from the Oscars, but are great movies, got some love from the critics. Did
1: you get to vote for that one? I
3: did. I did. um, For this one, um, the only thing that you have to do is watch everything in every category in order to vote and i had already done that so that was easy who'd you vote for i voted for the winners i voted for top gun um i did vote for tom cruise um uh, actress i voted for viola and superhero movie i think i actually voted for black panther uh but
1: i was Is very that happy one that- that- streaming yet um, it is. It is on uh, Disney Plus. Jeff in Oxford wants to know if you've heard about the movie Tetris, or have you heard if it's good? Is it? Te- am I saying that correctly, Rhino? Tetris. I have not heard anything about it. Is it after the video game? Because how would you make a movie out of that? Uh,
2: it's an Apple TV exclusive, if I'm not mistaken, starring uh, is it Edgerton? Is that the guy? They all kind of yes, look alike
3: yes, to me, yes. but
2: uh-huh. yeah, it's it's the story of how the game Tetris. Kind of got stolen, borrowed, bought, depending on the story you hear, from a mathematician in Russia and got made as a game in America. Became probably one of the most prolific games ever. I was
1: awesome at it. That was like my, like growing up on my Sega. I would say awesome at it. I felt like I was in the same
2: vein as the Air movie, talking about the behind the scenes look at Michael Jordan's first shoe with Nike. This is a behind the scenes kind of look at how the game tetris which is probably
1: where the first uh i guess um instances of anxiety really showed up in my life because (laughs) (laughs) you start to get higher and your heart rate starts going and then you finally clear off some things and you're like whoo and then it rises again it was a big telltale sign for (laughs) forecasting for later in my life tanya but okay (laughs) we got some good options for this weekend so i appreciate that we'll be back on regular schedule on friday coming up next week but you guys stick with us we got more for you coming up next
0: Rebecca Turner she's smart and pretty good things with Rebecca Turner continues on super top Mississippi
1: welcome back to- good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Talk Mississippi app, and you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can find the Garden Mama, Miss Nellie Neal, coming up on Saturday from 8 to 10 a.m. at Greenwood Marketplace in Greenwood. So come and welcome spring with the Garden Mama at Greenwood Marketplace for weekend gardening this Saturday morning. So hopefully she will have some good weather. But you know what? you got to have a little rain to make things grow. So it's all all part of it. Um, Jeff in Oxford said it was the only video game he was ever good at too, which was uh, Tetris. Oh, I love it! I could play. And then and then fast forward to when you actually had games on the little Nokia's, and you had the Snake, which was very similar not similar, but similar idea in terms of. Uh, I guess the same concept you wanted to get something as long as possible without dying and
2: had a great feedback loop
1: and it had like the anxiety of it like your anxiety levels would go up and then down and then up and then up and sort of down uh, so I, yeah those were the two that I would say I'm not put me on like a gaming team and expect me to like win you anything big but I took pride I don't even remember my scores now but I took pride in my scores of of those two at that particular sort of time in my life
2: tetris is just about the only game to where after i've played it for a long time it affected me what do you mean if you ever play tetris for an extended period of time and like then what's go extended like hours on end okay and then go say drive a car Mm -hmm. you're going to be looking for ways to put your car in traffic. And (laughs) it's just like, I need to stop this, turn that part of the brain off.
1: Maybe that's what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm in a prolonged Tetris state of mind because everything needs to fit and be efficient and have its right place and flow. And if it doesn't and it builds up and it doesn't make sense, I start to panic until I can find that one thing that knocks a lot of things out and then I'm like, "Ah," and then it just starts to be, you know, my, my life is a game of Tetris. Some days I really suck at it (laughs) and other days it, it fits the bowl. I do think, but Tetris, it's, it's a, like you have to be wired for it or it's, it will completely stress you out and you'll hate it. And then, or you're like, this is the best thing ever. I completely get it. it. It makes sense to me.
2: And the top players in the world can do things in the game that just make my head hurt. I mean, one of the top strategies in the, the higher-end Tetris playing is they'll hold the controller, the, the NES controller, the big boxy one with the two buttons and the D-pad, and somehow they'll roll their fingers along the back of it to get The piece to rotate (gasps) faster because when they get to the higher levels, it's literally just pew, 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 pew. And it's, you got to be on your game with the reaction time and the cognitive, hey, that's coming next. I got to put it here. Mm -hmm. It's
0: crazy.
1: Rhett and Ridgeland, as a young teenager, I would sit there at night and play Tetris in my head, trying desperately uh, to fall asleep. I, I, you're, Rhett, you were seen. I feel you. I, I hold space for that. That was, I could totally think of that was there a game that you were proud of the score like was there a game for you that you're like i'm really proud of that score mm,
2: i don't know about scores i know that i was ex- extremely proud at the skating rink in tupelo to be able to beat all the characters on mortal Kombat 2 arcade
1: i'll often say we're getting to a skating story this is awesome i would not put that more of like a rollerblader for you though rhino but
2: <laughs> well i mean i liked rollerblades over skates but i mean it's similar but motion. it was more for the game the right I mean there. it was summer camp go one day a week to the skating rink and then it always gravitated over towards the arcades because they had Mortal Kombat too. and this was in the heyday of Mortal Kombat
1: speaking of arcades you know what I was absolutely awful at like just sheer can't do it what's that Skeeter skeet, ski, ski skeet, ball ski ball see can you say it right it it It's mind-bending to me that someone can go up there and just with the right flick of their wrist make it fall into the little top hole or whatever. And I look like a complete fish out of water whacking that thing all around. It always comes back down. If by some wild chance of the imagination I get the, like the little bottom one. One ticket I don't care about but like it's a thousand tickets that I just won. The accomplishment that I feel from that is like massive. I'm not patient, I don't take my time, I don't visualize, I'm just to go up there and whook it, whack it, toss it, see where it ends up, and it gets it's very frustrating.
2: I'm amazed at the videos of people that go up to the basketball machine at the arcade and use both hands to just swish, 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 just, they're making them, like, my high score on a basketball game in an arcade is like 15, mm-hmm. and they've got a score of like 300 in the same amount of time.
1: And I'm the one that the basketball's popping out, I'm like running in the arcade trying to get my basketball to get back to it to keep playing, have zero coordination for, for any of that, swearing it's rigged.
2: Rhett and Ridgeland brings back a memory. The game we played in the high score for four high scores at the skating rink was Bubble Bubble. The little game where you have the arrow mm-hmm. and it's slowly coming down. You gotta clear it out.
1: Good times. Good times. Alright, you guys stick with this. You got the boys on location for Sports Talk, Mississippi. They're at Divini They'll be with you from three to six. Rhino and I'll meet you back here tomorrow at two. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.